With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to The Great Show. I'm John Allen. I have a question. If a public speaker pictures the audience in their underwear to make them calm for the speech, is that harassment? That's a great question. I'm Jeremy Young, and I'm wishing my sister Jennifer a very happy birthday today. More great show in just a moment. That's nice, Jeremy, to give happy birthday wishes here. Yeah, and it seems, uh, you know, strangely uh, inappropriate after, you know, the uh, uh, the rhetorical question which you asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I didn't set up very well for extended birthday wishes. But. No, but that's a great question. I enjoyed it. The, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, she, she turns 25. Um, she's two years older than me, so uh, obviously, you know, 25 is... Um, not exactly 25. We count differently in our family, so um, <laughs> I won't give a real age out. But uh, but uh, it's it's amazing when when family you know when family get, you uh, birthdays go by, it it reminds you just how quickly time has passed. Especially the older you get, it's just you're like, wow, when did this happen? It's always yeah. on her birthday. I never think about it on mine. I don't. I ignore my birthday every year. So. Uh, yeah, there comes that time when you're like, you're at the birthday, so what? Why are we, exactly. why are we still making a big deal out of this? Yeah, uh, I am, with I am older. Than, I am older than 25 now, but it, sometimes I, I get confused and think in my head that I'm still back in my 20s. So time mm-hmm. really does rush by. You were saying something there, and I cut you off. Go ahead. I was going to say, the, the kids' birthdays I enjoy, but even then I sit back and, and that makes you old because then you're going, oh, I remember when it was their first birthday. I remember when they were, you know, still little, you know, toddlers, and and now, you know, here I got one in middle school, and I, uh, you know, another one who is, uh, well, next year I'll start third grade. So, I mean, it's it's like, wh- what happened? You know, when did this all happen? I'm not ready for it. John, stop time. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Uh, before we get into some more of what we've got on the show today, and especially our main topic, let me take a moment to say that today's program is brought to you by Logic. Logic is not a superpower, but unfortunately many people think that it is. And so why not baffle, amaze, and dumbfound your friends by employing that wonderful tool called Logic. If you like Logic, you might be interested in its sister products, Common Sense, Wide Away, and Get Over It. And you can... (laughs) Work on finding those things somewhere near you. <laughs> That's great. Oh yeah, Logic. I I like them as a sponsor. I uh, it, they, they're they're a reasonable sponsor. You know, it? Um, very reasonable. It makes perfect sense that we would have them as a sponsor on this on this <laughs> show. So, uh, 
Well, hey, John, I, I hear you have a bee in your bonnet over a couple of things that you want to talk about early. Well, you can't, spell, yeah, you can't spell bonnet without bee, so That's true. We'll, <laughs> we'll go on with that. Now, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on with the episode, and so maybe people are a little rusty about how our format works. Our main topic is coming up in a little bit. Jeremy had a nice trip to a comic convention that we're going to talk about with our main feature. Before that, I've got a little bit of a rant. Jeremy's got a little bit of a rant, and then we'll spend more time on that. I wanted to take a moment, and Jeremy knows this, I wanted to take a moment to talk about Ted Cruz's announcing that he is running for president. It's been a very interesting week with his announcement, and I am not suggesting with what I'm about to say that I would vote for Ted Cruz in the primaries. I'm if you ask me right now, hey, you're going to vote for Ted Cruz? Well, he's the only candidate right now, so maybe I'd be forced to or not. But presuming that other candidates will come along, you know, I've, I've not decided where my vote would go. So this is not necessarily a pro-Ted Cruz rant. So what I am fascinated by is just the week, and I think he has actually very brilliantly played when he's getting into the race. So let me explain that a little bit. One is that he's the first candidate to formally declare, so all the talk this week has been about him, and we I think that's good for his recognition. He was polling, I think, at about 7% or something like that, and by virtue of just getting in the race and having all this talk about him, you know those numbers are going to go up some. He's going to get that bump. He's getting a lot of attention in the media, which is overall probably going to be a good thing. And another thing that's been really interesting with his announcing is just to be able to watch and listen to people that have just become hysterical over <laughs> the fact that he is running. It is fascinating to hear people who are jumping out and they're wanting to say, well, he's disqualified himself to be president already because of da-da-da-da-da. Well, if we look at the Constitution and look at the qualifications, presuming that he is a natural-born citizen, and, and we did have that birther movement kind of thing there where they're saying, well, wait a minute, he was born in Canada, so there's been that whole debate. <laughs> but it seems like he clears the bar for what has been accepted as being a natural-born citizen. And so with that, he hasn't disqualified himself. He qualifies based on the Constitution, but this instant attempt to just say, well, he can't be. It's not possible. He can't. No, no, no. He's disqualified. It's been interesting to see people get hysterical about it. The other thing is you get them saying things like, well, he's unintelligent. He's too stupid. He's, hmm. And then you look at his background. Ivy League graduate, uh, top of his class, highly accomplished, even have liberal professor who was saying in terms of raw brain power, he has to be considered at in the conversation of the very top of the list of brightest students that he ever had. Mm -hmm. And so this, well, he's too stupid thing really starts to disappear. So I know I haven't communicated here in a few minutes everything about how fascinating this week has been in, in hearing these complaints, but it has been very interesting, and I think he's going to get a boost as well because when you see all these people that are evidently very afraid of him, very yeah. afraid of his candidacy, that's part of why you're getting all these attacks. Of, well, he's already disqualified himself, and uh, no, he, he's not qualified. He can't do it. He's not good enough. The people that he's scaring, that's going to help him more oh, yeah. uh, than if he had come in later 
or if he'd come in under the rain, he'll come in late after all these other people had declared. And so whether you're going to vote for him or not, and again, I, I'm, I'm not committing my vote to him. I, that's not what this was about. I'm simply saying I believe he chose a good time to come into it. It's yeah. going to be really fascinating to see how people huh. react to him because they're going to want to slander him and cut him down, and he's got credentials, legitimate credentials. And then just the people that he is aggravating is telling also. Yeah, I was I just was going to say you pointed out that he's the only one who's declared, so he instantly made himself the front runner. Um, That's true. <laughs> but but I love it. I mean, if you're upsetting uh, uh, the extreme liberal groups, you must be doing something right. Um, at least if you're a uh, if you're part of the Republican Party, that's got to make you go, hmm. Why do they want him, uh, or why do they why are they so against him? But uh, you know, I'm like you. I I think it's too early to sit here and make up your mind for president. But one thing that I will say that something that I did find very interesting was whenever I listened to his uh, speech. Um, and I felt like he was very good at communicating. I don't know how someone could call him stupid because he clearly was um, came across authentic and knowledgeable of the things in which he he has he's going to run uh, and and discuss as part of his campaign. And and I don't know how you could accuse him of being stupid. He has he has as many qualifications as much time in the Senate. Um, and has been more involved than President Obama was at his stage of candidacy. So you know, and and that's so. If they want to sit there and say, well, he hasn't done anything, well, you know, President Obama hadn't. Of course, their response could be, look at President Obama. Um, and so maybe that might be where they go. But well, I, and there's something else there in, in connection with that. Let me get it in while we're on the topic. He. Someone did come out with the idea of, well, he, it turns out he's had this ambition, and he probably had this ambition to be president even before he was in Congress. And, well, that, I'm thinking. Who doesn't? <laughs> who, well, one, who doesn't? But the other being, don't you think our current president probably had presidential ambitions before he was ever elected to <laughs> the Congress? You know, that's, to me, that's always the, the most interesting thing because Hillary's going to run, right? I'm fairly certain she had presidential ambitions since she ran before. Right. <laughs> um, Ronald Reagan ran a couple times. I know for a fact that uh, Nixon did. Um, you know, uh, I can't remember. There was somebody they put up a couple of times that lost um, – for the Democratic Party, if you go back far enough, and my my point is, is everybody has to have at some point some yeah. aspiration for the job. But if you don't, why would you run for it? And it just comes back to the point of these arguments that you're hearing thrown out so far are silly. And again, the people he's stirring up is very telling. And let's be clear, he's he's stirring up people on both sides. He's stirring up establishment Republicans too that have come right. out and tried to hammer him. But that's right. my rant. I know I've taken. Uh, more than fair time on that. What do you have for us today, Jeremy? Okay, well, mine's 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 a little shorter and and probably doesn't need any extra uh, input. It's it's not as as serious, perhaps, but it's something that is certainly uh, got me a little annoyed. Which is, as a parent, I've been bombarded over time 
with a string of, of television shows aimed towards children, you know, because I have kids. And, and from Dora yeah. the Explorer to the Backyardigans to Wiggles, and then, you know, you move on to, uh, as they get older, the newer shows on, on Disney like Jesse or Dog with a Blog, which incidentally is the most idiotic concept of a show. And, and really, it, it's a bit of a ripoff between Doogie Howser, M.D., and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. But that's kind of the point. Um, but on, on these older shows, they have messages between the shows uh, that often are the source of my annoyance, and they go along with these messages in these younger kids' shows. It is the incessant need to ram their personal beliefs and feelings about environment, about how to handle life issues like bullying, and I feel like they're bullying me to accept their, their solution. And my favorite, my favorite is the hypocrisy of not watching TV nor playing video games, but instead go out and play outside. Meanwhile, they tell you, tune in for the next episode, and then they peddle their latest video games. That is hypocrisy at its best. Um, they, they're saying, don't watch TV, kids. Parents, don't let your kids watch TV. But, oh, yeah, watch our shows so you can get the message to not watch television. Don't play video games, but yet we're going to sell you video games. Um, to me, if you're going to try and send the message, so to speak, uh, you really need to be consistent with your follow-through, or you can expect to get, uh, you know, my ire on, you know, rants like this, and it'll fall upon you like the University of Kentucky did upon WVU last night. Yeah, and that's all that I was, had to say about that. <laughs> that was hard. In fact, I was thinking about having with our sponsor segment this morning, just mentioning, you know, like the disaster relief had been called into West Virginia after that yeah. demolition last night. I watched the first half, slept through the second half. I watched the first half. That was as painful, much of a mismatch as I have seen in a while. And yeah. maybe it's I, just they couldn't get shots to fall. I mean, that doesn't help. But if you look at the shots they were taking in the first half, they weren't getting good shots. They were afraid. They they were they said they weren't afraid. They tried to out. They tried to talk uh, about how they weren't afraid, and so that was their problem. They uh, there's to me there's no shame in losing to Kentucky or even getting beaten Every, badly I by mean, Kentucky. Everybody else has so exactly. <laughs> but when you run your mouth and guarantee that they're going to lose the game, when you talk about how that you're not afraid of them and you can take them down, you know you you really should just. You should keep your mouth quiet because what happened is, is I think we would have probably lost to Kentucky. We we could have played them ten times and maybe one out of the ten times because you know anytime a team can go cold and then the other team can get hot. That's what you love about March Madness. But yeah, but the fact is, is I would say the better team obviously is the one that has been paid for by Coach Calipari, and um, uh, and, <laughs> and all their wins this year will be tell like us other really, teams. Tell us how you really feel, Terry. Yeah, he's he's had to you know he's had to uh, forfeit everywhere he's ever gone uh, a ton of games, so it's just a matter of time. But uh, but my point is is that they have the best guys on the floor. Um, you know, you, the last thing you need to do is give them a fire and reason to want to run it up on you. And I really feel like they they didn't just come out fast and hard and and take that big lead. Um, I don't think they would have done it. If if they weren't angry to begin with about some of the things that the players uh, from WVU had said, they so, had the motivation for sure, and it was yeah. it was lopsided. It, it, it was. was ugly. Yeah, 
Don't, on the plus don't. side, you got to see some highlights from a couple years ago with uh, Butler and Joe Missoula and those guys when they beat Kentucky a few years back. That was nice to see. Yeah, but yeah, and, they, and that was the better Kentucky team too, really. That was, yeah, but they. Uh, so. but the, yeah, that Moving was probably on. one of the nicest groups. That was probably one of the nicest groups of of students that um, ever came through WVU. I mean, as far as just people and 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 uh, and student athletes. You know they grad they all graduated they well with the exception of uh, one, um, but they they were all you know great as far as working together and selfish sportsmanlike. Uh, you know uh, Butler to me is still one of my favorite players of all time, and uh, hate the fact of what happened to him. I mean I, yeah. it's one of those cases where For you see yeah you see rude guys uh, and guys who to me um be based upon their lives are almost unworthy to succeed and then you see guys like that who have injuries and you're like ah oh, because if there ever was a guy that you wanted to be uh, see at that level you know move on to the NBA and be um out there as somewhat of an example to young yeah. people it's, it's someone like butler but anyway moving on <laughs> I don't yeah know how i got to point you had a trip recently, I understand, Jeremy, too, and you can give me the formal title if you want to, but you went to a comic convention. Yeah, Indiana Comic Con. Indiana yeah. Comic Con, and uh, it was really uh, great. It's it's a uh, convention, obviously, that is based around comics, but not just comic books. Um, it's based around uh, fans of comics uh, as well as uh, sci-fi or fantasy um uh you know like uh Lord of the Rings um Star Wars obviously Doctor Who which is a big favorite of mine as well um right. any of those any of those types of of fan uh fan base will be there um but this year they had the voices of Anna and Elsa uh the girls the little girls who voiced them were there um so you can okay. see they, uh Game of Thrones whatever else that people are into there were there were like they had uh, um some some celebrities from all those areas. But what struck me about it was this. The people there were so great. You know, have you you've been to college basketball football games, right? Yes, um, I have. You've been in have you ever been in you've probably been in some uh theme parks and things like that over the years. Um normally when you have a crowded area, you see some rude behavior. You see yeah. arguments, fights break out sometimes. Um that that wasn't the case at all. I have never been in a place that was so crowded yet everyone was so friendly. Um it it was it was really so I, I had prepared the girls for the worst because we'd never been to one before. And I was you know, I'm I'm the stranger danger guy, you know, stay with us. Um we're in a big yep. city now, you know, all these things. And yep. The, there was everybody there was just friendly as can be, and the stars who were there really weren't the main attraction. Um, everyone was treated pretty much like they they've known you their whole lives. Everyone was treated very much like a star. You had almost everyone who was there was dressed up as some of their favorite characters, and some of the outfits were really quite good. Um, there were some authentic. Uh, Star Wars outfits. There were two Darth Vaders there that looked like, and one in particular looked like he he could have come right out of the movie. He was huge, massively tall, um, and had the outfit perfect. You had uh, a number of people from Lord of the Rings that were just looked so authentic. Looked like they came right out of the movies. 
of course, the Marvel characters, uh, Batman. There's a number of Batmans there. You know, people who dressed up just for you know kicks and giggles. So you know, you got you got all your pictures with you know these people, and they would come up to you. In my case, you know, Leia was dressed up like Princess Leia, and right. and looked just like her. Um, and uh, they uh, you had a lot of people who came up wanted to get their picture with her. Of course, she was thrilled. I was dressed like uh, Doctor Who. And I, you know, uh, a ton of people wanted their picture uh, with me or with uh, uh, Laura and and Linda because they were dressed up as as companions from the show. And it's just like, and nobody complained. You could come up to somebody and, and they could be busy, and and you don't know the person, but you love their outfit, and you say, "Can I get can I get my picture with you?" And immediately they're like, "Yeah, sure." And and they were you know just thrilled to talk with you, and they, you know you start up a conversation. It was great. Some of the outfits, by the way, were really unique. There was a Sharknado outfit. Um, <laughs> it was. It, I mean, it was really. I, when I saw it, immediately. Now, I've never really watched the movie Sharknado, but I know enough about it and heard enough about it to know how people feel. And I look out and I see this guy who's used um, obviously like wire to put around yeah. himself and, and a, a lot of cotton, and and it's been sort of painted in this grayish white. Um, and and then he's got all these little plastic toy sharks. That are all woven within it, and and so immediately you know what it is, and it's it's so clearly a, a homemade outfit, which is great too. Those are some of the best. Um, and uh, I thought, wow, that's that. He was the only Sharknado there. It was, it was impressive. Don't make it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really good. The other one was uh, a running Forrest Gump. Uh, and I was like, yeah. And the guy went around the convention center, and he was just, you know, running. had the had the beard, had the hat, had the 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 red running shorts with the you know the yellow shirt. It was it was so funny. Um, and then uh, oh oh my favorite. I don't know if you watched or have. I don't know if you're big into comic movie and movies, the Marvel universe or any of that. But uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy came out last year, and the the opening sequence of the movie involves. Uh, the main character Peter Quill coming in and and sort of you know checking out a planet, but he does this little routine as he's coming in uh, to uh, a song. And there was a guy there who looked just like the actor who played him, had the outfit on, and had um, a, sort of a speaker uh, connected to what looked like his um, his little you know headset radio, but it was actually probably through an iPod, and uh, it was blasting that music. And he walked through the entire convention hall to the exact routine of the opening sequence of that movie. And of course, people seeing this thing, uh, you know, anyone who was a fan there, they immediately they just parted the way for him in a sense, and you could just see him. They're all like taking pictures. It was, it was, it's that type of originality that made it special. I thought it was just hilarious uh, to see these people, you know, do these things, and and it was really, it was really quite interesting. I'll go again. Um, I will say that there were some things that um, I, I enjoyed, some things I didn't. Uh, the main thing I enjoyed uh, as far as celebrities go was getting to meet, um, uh, well, from a distance. We didn't pay the huge money to go and get your personal pictures done, but got to go free to a, a live panel where you could ask questions uh, to one of the uh, companions from Doctor Who and Jenna Coleman, and she was just really friendly, uh, took a lot of questions from the audience. Uh, people who were there, you know, asked if they could take pictures. There was one person who said, I had a friend who was sick, couldn't be here. Would, can I take a video message for you wishing, you know, well? And she was willing, you know, obviously willing to do that. It was, it was stuff like that. Uh, I did not get to meet Carrie Fisher, who played 
Princess Leia, which is what Lin, or Leia really wanted, uh, you know, my Leia really wanted. Um, and uh, but it turned out, I think it was for the best. Uh, found out she, I don't know what her religious background is, but apparently, as part of her religion, she insisted on putting a blessing everyone who came through the line by putting some sort of a, a sparkly thing on their hands and then on their foreheads of uh, of glitter and uh, that would not have gone well with me number 1 i hate glitter and uh and number 2 i'm not going to let somebody of another religion bless me uh in that way you know if she wants to wish me well by all means she can do it while signing the picture that i paid for but uh i didn't do it i didn't get in line for that anyway so yeah. But uh, but it was great. It was a great time. Uh, I don't know how how involved you are in like comic book stuff, but no, uh, not not very. I, I do have a few questions if you if you have a moment to field a, sure, a yeah. comic con question or two. Uh, one is how much candy did you gather at this event? Candy? Clearly, Absol- this is, clearly absolutely this is like Halloween, right? This is it, just people get together and play Halloween. They dress it, it, in costumes. It, they say trick or treat. They right. So it's 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 Halloween without the candy, and yet it's more fun. Does that make? I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, I hadn't thought about it that way. It yeah, make sense they at all. they didn't it, hand it out candy. Like, it, it sounds like Halloween in New York City, Jeremy. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> you can dress up and you can walk around, but no candy. Actually, I've had people be more rude to me during Halloween than I was here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know the time really passed to get that jab in, but I, I <laughs> been, great. I've been sitting on it for several minutes, and I wanted to get it in. That's uh, good. Other, I like that. And I also was wanting to work in some line about, well, you know, hours of planning and working and designing in their parents' basements has finally come to fruition with <laughs> this costume or that costume or Whatever. Could it be, Jeremy, that people were so happy and friendly because it was the only human contact they experienced in a year? You know, sometimes, actually, I wondered that. Um, but a, a lot of these people go to all these conventions all the time. And I think, I do think that you're, you're right in the sense that to some of them, um, actually, you know what, let me change that. I I think these people are more in touch than the average individual. Because if you go to even sporting events now, everyone's looking at their phone. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're all texting at, at sporting events. Um, I, you know, whenever I was in uh, uh, Cedar Point when we were walking around with the kids last year, um, the, everyone was looking at their phones. Here, it's true people had their phones, but they were using them to take pictures of everybody, you know, the ones who were dressed up, and then they were interacting. They actually were interacting. So uh, I guess some of the stereotypes I used to have. And you, the parents' basement. Yeah. I felt that too until I encountered school teachers. Uh, you know, people who worked in the law system, justice department. Um, I, I and I expected. I warned the girls. I said there, there's probably going to be a lot of liberal thoughts and ideas. Uh, you know, I, I prepared them for seeing all kinds of strange things that I, you know, sometimes yeah. you hear about. And really, with the exception of one or two outfits and people, I didn't see a lot of that. And the folks I talked to were strangely conservative. Um, so I pleasantly, I should say, for me, obviously, uh, pleasantly to, surprised to find they were very conservative, professional folks who uh, just. In, I think this was an escape, if anything. Maybe it was. Maybe that's how. Maybe that's what it is—an escape from your everyday, boring life, where you can be, like you said, Halloween, where you can be whoever you want to be for that day. You can be a superhero. You can be, yeah. So. 
I could I could buy that. I'm glad that you had a good trip, and I appreciate you letting me get in a couple of uh, obligatory stereotype jabs there. You know, I'm doing it in jest or for fun. That, that's and, fine. Uh, Making fun of my geekdom is is uh, fair game. <laughs> We have we are up against our two minute warning though, Jeremy. So it's time for us to be wrapping this up. And strangely, I really can't think of anything else that I've got to say. Oh, you know, I I, I was going to mention just quickly um, that the great show has, uh, and you, of course I've I've done mine separately, but uh, at the end we can compare scores. But you had your NCAA bracket uh, through the great show put up. Uh, how's your bracket yeah. going? Just a quick I, thought. I have not even looked at it because I was sure by the end of round one or certainly by the end of round two that it would smash to pieces, and so I was not too concerned. I I trust it's a disaster. That does remind me, though, Jeremy, that we did have the Great Show Podcast Half Marathon Invitational last Ooh, Saturday. Yeah. How did you finish? I finished uh, first. I also finished last. Uh, so Ooh. it was one of those conundrum things. It was... Uh, it was enjoyable. So I actually, did, I actually did better than I thought I would do. And so you're proud and I, sad. What's that? So you're both proud and sad. There you Happy go. And sad, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I was pleased overall with it. I did better than I thought I would, and the time was such that if I had run in the real half marathon that this little virtual thing was tied to, I would have been basically in the middle of the field, which is not bad at all considering. Uh, how, considering the shape that I'm not in, I thought that was pretty good. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that. Yeah, so that was that. I did win that. I've lost the bracket pools. I've lost, you know, I lost oh, the my. bowl pick'em, but I did win the half marathon. So take my, that. My my bracket, my bracket, just like yours, busted first round. I will say this: I've watched a few of the games. Um, my biggest issue with basketball has always been the inconsistent ability of officiating, uh, because it's like for three quarters they'll call it one way and in the fourth quarter uh it becomes extraordinarily inconsistent to me and in the first three quarters it's like Hugh Jackman is Wolverine and in the fourth quarter it becomes Hugh Jackman and anything else so (laughs) it becomes lay miserable huh exactly in the last last 10 minutes all right well we're up against the end of our time let's quickly tell our listeners you can keep up with the great show on Twitter at The Great Show PC. You can also visit our website, thegreatshow.weebly.com. We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash thegreatshow. And now, without any further delay, it's time for Jeremy's band phrase of the week. Uh, yes, actually, just before I do that, remind everybody that if I, you had an opinion in which I did not, uh, that you do not agree with, for me, you can always email me. Uh, your complaints that I really do not care what you think at gmail.com. That is, I really do not care what you think, no spaces, at gmail.com. Feel free to sound off about anything that I have uh, said. That being said, my band phrase is just saying. It is often used on news shows, Twitter, Facebook, and everyday conversations. It's normally the case where someone has stated, they have said a, uh, their personal opinion that they view to be perhaps maybe people aren't going to agree with it, or even if they think someone's going to agree with it, they they make this statement and uh, and then they follow it with, I'm just saying. So it can be like, I don't particularly care for this person, just saying. Um, right. My point is, you just said it. 
so you don't have to tell me that you're just saying because <laughs> I'm yeah it's, it's it's redundant redundant so uh stop stop typing it stop using it the phrase is banned just saying all right you heard him starting now he was able to slip it in there right under the wire <laughs> but starting now just saying is the banned phrase of the week i'm john he's jeremy this is a great show we thank you for listening we will uh, plan on doing this again in a week and in the meantime we encourage you to live stop feeling sorry for yourself and live the road is long it's unavoidable well stop talking about what they took from you and start thinking about what you'll give What's all this talk about how the world owes you a living? You speak of the man and the system, so unforgiving, so much for living. Life is hard, it's not impossible. Why don't you stop feeling sorry for yourself and live? The road is long. It's unavoidable. We'll stop talking about what they took from you and start thinking about what you'll give. You like to think of yourself as the victim, the loser. Well, deep down you know that the beggar can still be the chooser if he's the user. Life is hard. It's not impossible. Why don't you stop feeling so sorry for yourself and live? The road is long, it's unavoidable. Stop talking about what it took from you and start thinking about what you give. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.